0: No, that's good. That's good? fine. You sure? Yeah. Oh,
1: man. No problem. Let me know when you're ready. We're going to get ready. started. We're going to We back. We, we, we them boys is back. Is that how they do it? That's how the kids say it? Is that what the kids say they might. They might say that. <laughs> we they them boys say that. Back. We are the role players. Finally. Oh, my gosh. Kid. I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. Let's do this anyways. After a long, long, hot summer break, Uh, we're back. We're back. The role players are back. Uh, Can we talk about the snafu snafu that happened on our last podcast that kind of did us in? Was that the last one we recorded? Yeah, the one that we had this great interview, Vonda. Oh, y'all, and y'all. Then, and then we went. I went to publish it, and the um, something happened.
0: That that was probably the best interview we've ever had.
1: Ever, and no one will know, and no, and, no one will know. And I feel bad for. Can we see Alex? Me? Yeah, we had the Goren Golf Minute, which turned into the Goran Golf like sixty-seven minutes. Yeah, and it was it was. Cold. it touched on a lot of stuff oh too. my gosh he was amazing and then i noticed that on his line he was coming in kind of low on the on the feed on the on our software and i was like ah it's just whatever when i went back to play it it was like him mumbling you couldn't hear it oh uh, was, was he was he was and he was on fire yeah and and that was that was very
0: disappointing because he had people lined up waiting to hear you know like he said his dad kept texting him and no. Like, and I was excited for that one because that was a fun one. Yeah. So and it was, yeah, one of the best, one of the best we've done. And then all of a sudden, mm, technical difficulties, couldn't Man. hear him. And so you would have
1: just heard the interview would have gone something like this: like ask a question. So uh, Alex, uh, we're we're getting to the Masters this week. Uh, what what's your the the number thirteen golfer in the world typically wins this, but it's Tiger Woods this year. So what do you think, Alex? Mm-hmm. Man, I think you're spot on, man. That was perfect. That <laughs> That's was, what it would have been. Yeah, that was... The whole uh, thing, you would have been like, well, what was he saying? I don't know. And Just fill in the blanks. And and if we can read that stat, I, think, I don't know if it was you that threw that out or, or Alex, but the stat held true. It was the last it few... did. Yeah. The number 13 golfer won the Masters. Yeah. And it was... I think it was 13, right? It was yeah. right on. And it was Tiger Woods. It was, yeah. LT Gray.
0: But uh, we're not going to come back and no, recap that. We're but not. that's just to let y'all know. Yeah, we we ended on a sour note. Yeah, because it was it was a sad, and at that point there was nothing else to talk about. We couldn't have him back the next week and say, "Hey, Alex, so let's talk about what did happen at the master. We
1: could have, but it was just like we were we'd be- used up all the juice. Yeah, we were deflated, and so basically we we reached our fiscal year of six thirty and and decided that we were just going to stay on hiatus until yeah yeah in, until. Football season. I mean, we're not going to get in here talking about baseball. Oh, Nobody cares good. about that. Braves are in first place, are they? Yes, oh, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> yes. we still need a. I mean, we. I still think you and I can go out there and throw a couple innings to close out a game.
0: Right, we, well, we probably could. I don't know if I don't know if the old the old arm for me would hold up more than three pitches before. Well, well here's the deal.
1: It. here's the deal. I'll just you know throw constant change ups at sixty eight miles an hour <laughs> or sixty three miles an hour, and then. Yeah. And then I'll slow it down to 45, and no one can... You know, I mean, that's... So, yeah,
0: it's been a long... This one has felt longer than normal. And I normally just try not to think about football during the summer. And that usually works. And I didn't even really start thinking about it until a few weeks ago when I just couldn't avoid... SEC Media Days is basically when I can't ignore it anymore. And I have to and I start thinking about it. But, man, now that it's here...
1: It's here, but can we talk about what you what you did over the summer? I mean, what did I do? Did you do? I don't know. I, something came out. I, I was missing an action, and all of a sudden, I kept getting these texts that say, "Your co-host is a movie star." <laughs> 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 and for it, which is this is going to be sound very uncomfortable, but for a few weeks, you were more popular in my house than I was. Was so, I? Yes. Wow. Can you talk? Can we talk about that for just a second?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can talk about whatever, yeah, I mean, so July 4th, that was. So let's rewind, let's rewind to last, almost two years ago, actually. Okay. About this time, that's when I started not cutting my hair.
1: Okay. Right? You remember, I think yes. we were
0: recording, and we were both like, you had long hair, I had long hair. Right. And it was like, oh gosh. So the whole idea was just to grow my hair out to 1980s link mm. and the reason for that was because of the show Stranger Things which takes place in the 1980s and films here and it's a show that I loved so much that I was like you know what I see casting calls for extras mm-hmm. I'm gonna grow my hair out. I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply for it why not see what happens so the first season two we sent out the casting call me and my wife we sent in applications problem is my hair was like this it was like you know Very, very short. Right. She got a call. She got to go do it. Me, they're like, your hair's too short. Ah. What? What do you mean? I can wear a wig. Whatever. I (laughs) wore Didn't work. So then I began the quest of growing my hair out to 80s length. And it was very uncomfortable, and I hate having long hair. And it's not even long, but it's long to me. And so I grew my hair out for the longest time. They got 14,000 submissions Mm -hmm. for extras. Uh, Fortunately, I made the cut, got picked, went and did it for several days, and then had to wait a year and a half to see it actually on TV. <laughs> and, then, and then the 4th of July comes, and that's when they release the season, and I wanted to see, because, you know, we shot a bunch of scenes, two of them I was more prominently featured in, and then one of them, it, you know, it was just us and one of the actresses, and they were just had the camera on us, and they did the scene. So I was like, alright, well, if they use that shot... I'll be in it very clearly, you know, it'll be, it'll just be the three of us, but I didn't know if they were going to, because you never know, so I was like, okay, we'll watch it tonight, after fireworks, there's anticipation, I can't wait to see when that scene comes up, I'm going to be excited, you know, it's like the, you're, you're Christmas. excited, right, what's going to happen, it's a surprise, but the problem is there were fireworks, and we didn't get to start till 11 o'clock that night, so I'm like, alright, well, you know, we'll just watch tonight, that's fine, and then, like, 10.30 in the morning, I'm outside doing yard work, and I get a text from somebody, and it's a screenshot of the TV show, and they're like, hey, I just saw you eating ice cream, and I'm like,
1: I do not want to know, you spoiled it, I wanted to be
0: surprised, and see if I actually came up, and I'm like, dude, why Why are you on episode two at 10.30 in the morning? I was couldn't wait? Are you that big of a fan that at 9 a.m. you decided to start watching the show? Oh, and then all day, yeah, text after text after text. And I'm like, alright. And and the screenshots would come and I'm like, I don't even want to look at the screenshots because I don't even want to see what the shot looks like until I get to see it. Right. And then that night, we stayed up till like 12.30 because I told Megan, it was at the beginning of episode 2, if anyone wants to see. It's like 15 minutes into episode 2. So... We finished one episode and it was like twelve fifteen, and she had to go to work the next day at like 6, and uh, it was like, she was like, I can't stay awake, and I was like, well, I'm not going to bed until I see myself, <laughs> so we just <laughs> up to like twelve thirty <laughs> for my like two second shot of, uh, of fame, yeah, with, uh, so yeah, well, but, um, and the only downside is the paparazzi, you know? Yeah. You know, we go out to eat and people are... Cameras are flashing and people are trying to chase me down and stuff
1: and I mean I mean still you show up at nine three two studios and then there's like fifth graders uh, you know rounding you for an, <laughs> for an autograph. Come on, man. Oh, I
0: know, well that's, that's just the trade-off you take. You know, you you it's harder to go get groceries, it's harder to do, <laughs> to do these things. And, you know, people say, hey, wait a second then I get a brief glimpse of you <laughs> eating ice cream. And Stranger Things, so, yeah, that's, but that was it, that was my, uh, uh, that was, that was my big, my big moment this summer, but. That's awesome. I told you, I'm, I'm, I've uh, opted out, I'm not going to grow my hair out again and do it again. I think that's lame, season. I
1: really think that's lame that you're not, I mean, look at me, I haven't cut my hair in almost th- two or three years, I can't But even it's remember.
0: not hanging down over your ears, and like, in your eyes, and. That's and, because
1: I'm 43 years old and it stopped okay, growing that
0: fast. Okay, I'm saying it's very uncomfortable having <laughs> moppy hair on your head, for me especially. Okay. I feel, and I feel homeless. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like a, like a bum. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I just can't do it. Now, if it, uh, okay. If they ask and it's filming into like January or February, then I might do it in the winter months. I might grow it out. might do mm. it, but... Anyways, but they don't. They don't. Man, people aren't tuning in to us to hear about uh, Stranger you know, Things, right? And ruby right. Stars. They right. want to hear about what did you do
1: this summer? Man, where where do we start? I went start with your big trip. I went back to Africa. Back to Africa. I mean, to Africa. Okay, I, I think <laughs> I've been there in my mind. I, I, mean, <laughs> I was I was deathly afraid to be on a plane for sixteen hours. Yeah. Or to you know. Two eight-hour flights, yeah. whatever. It sucks. Uh, but I actually got a chance to bless the rain down in Africa, like year Yeah, the, like the first day we were there, it rained, and I went outside and stood in the rain and said, "You know, I bless the rain." This <laughs> uh, we we had a chance to lead myself and four other adults. I had a chance to lead uh, uh, twenty high school students on a mission trip to Uganda, and uh, Uganda, be kidding me? No. Uganda man, I, be kidding me. Uganda be serious, baby. <laughs> and uh, man, such a beautiful country with beautiful people. Uh, different culture. Um, but I, I feel like the, the students, uh, the, the men that we serve, were there to serve, uh, were outstanding uh, men of faith, outstanding men of community, and outstanding men of purpose. And those are things that um, I hold in high regard and high value and things I strive to be about. So I was um, extremely blessed to be working along alongside these guys as they work uh, in their communities, and basically they put on the soccer camp, soccer camps for boy, young men, uh, to help encourage them to be leaders in their communities and uh, kind of teach them the just the skills of leadership while also teaching them about through the through soccer. And while I'm not a big soccer guy, soccer is huge in Uganda. Uh, so while we were there. Uh, you know, we did get to play a little bit of soccer with the coaches. Also, got to see a little bit of uh Ugandan politics. Uh, uh a soccer match uh, was played at the facility that we were staying, uh, and one of the rival politicians of the president, uh, a pop star and the ghetto president of Uganda, Bobby Wine, showed up, which was absolutely crazy. If you don't know, if you haven't heard his story, go go google Bobby Wine, very interesting. Uh, as they um, they, they kind of struggle in a political climate where a president has been uh, in power for 35 years. So you've got to imagine there's some corrupt level of corruptness going on in government. A little bit. I mean, I mean uh, but in, in any event, just an amazing trip. Uganda's a beautiful country. I would encourage anyone to go, and I would also encourage anyone to reach out to Champions United. And essentially, the organization is, is headquartered uh, uh, Actually, close uh, close to us in Alpharetta, but these uh, these guys uh, pour into these uh, men in Africa, in Uganda, and these uh, the Ugandan men actually run this run these clinics, and it's uh, self sustaining once they get it off the ground. And and uh, the 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 guys in Uganda, uh, and if, if you don't mind, if I can name off a few of them, uh, my, my new friends Baza and Gita and uh, Coach Solomon, and Coach Peter, and Coach Roden, and Ellie, and um, Oscar, James, I mean, uh, Michael, these guys are absolutely amazing men, and uh, just, uh, uh, there's not a day, I've been back from Uganda for 33 days now, and not a day goes by that I don't haven't thought about Uganda, those coaches, and then some of the students we also were there to serve, so it's, um, mm-hmm. they... Uh, I mean, they uh, they show uh, you, you you get this anytime you serve. You always you always get more than you give, and even though you try to outgive, yeah. but just uh, the way that those students made us feel like rock stars, the way they um, accepted our service and and kind of loved us unconditionally, and and they you know their thought was, why would you come all the way to Africa to? to to come see us and hang out and play games with us, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, why would we not? Are you? I mean, mm-hmm. just the lessons we learn from these um, these kids, and and you know, one of the things that kind of I don't know why this uh, you know this was even a shocker to me it was you know we're we 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 spent the most time with kids that were probably middle school age, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and and the the deal was you know you kind of get to know these kids and kind of their story. And um, it's like, hey, we, you know, I, when I grew up, I want to be a, a dentist. When I grew up, I want to be a pilot. When I grew up, I want to be an accountant. When mm-hmm. I grew up, I want to be an electrical engineer. And so these guys, I mean, no different than um, than the kids here in the states in terms of hopes and dreams yeah. and things that they want out of life. And man, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't want to take. Uh, uh pack a couple of these kids in my suitcase and bring them back bring them back. Bring them on my carry-on and uh you know say hey these are my kids but yeah. um you have to check these yeah yeah it, i mean it's uh life-changing and, and then the the um, i'm gonna give a shout out I know she'll never listen but our, our our group leader sandy dickerhoff was absolutely amazing uh one of the best leaders i've ever uh, served with and uh just uh was on on point on everything so I, I would highly recommend. I know we're 16 minutes in that podcast, but uh, I'm making this a Uganda commercial. Uh, I would highly recommend. Uh, I, I know you'd probably say the same thing for Kenya. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. forget it gets in your heart, and then it's just stays there. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, I think I still think about it all the time. One of the one of the kids there when we were leaving, he's like, "Will you remember me?" I'm like. <laughs> of
1: course. You remember me? <laughs> right. But right. then other people are going to come in here, buddy. Right. Yeah. Right. Samson. Ah. My boy, Samson. So you've got Samson, and then I've got three yeah. kids that I, I think about uh, almost daily. I would say it's uh, Rebecca and Shafiq and then um, Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, it's incredible. Yeah. People there. Anyways. Let's talk. Let's talk. Football. Let's talk
1: Football. sports. Let's, okay, let's talk sports. We've got the. Because it's week zero. Week zero. What? Before we get into week zero, can we talk about? Can we preview? The last couple of years, we tro- we thought it'd be great to preview. At first, we were really dumb and we would preview <laughs> the entire SEC, <laughs> the Cums. entire ACC, and then we got to week three and we're like, "This sucks." Yeah. And it was so boring talking about Vanderbilt and Duke and uh, UNC. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, Who was it, Brandon Brandon Harris? Oh,
1: the LSU transfer? Yeah, he yeah. was going to go in there and throw for 3000 yeah. or something. Yeah, we he had a great quote, and I don't think... Did he throw for a yard of one?
0: I don't know. I don't think he did. I don't think <laughs> he did. So we've basically, we've condensed that all into one much, much, much smaller
1: episode. Yes. So we, I think three years in, we kind of got it figured out. Yeah. We're going to preview two conferences that are near and dear to us. A very, very
0: shallow surface previews. Yes. Right? We're not digging into depth charts. There no. will be no depth chart no. talk. No. None. Zero. None. None. There will be no breaking down the third string tight end and that sort of thing. No. And it's just going to be, hey, this team, how good are they? How good are they? Could they beat them? Could they beat them? I mean, you might you might have some stats to throw out cause you're a stat guy.
1: I am a stat guy. And I tell you, I've been, I've been I've been slacking a little bit. Uh, high school football's been taking up most of my time, but uh, yeah. nevertheless, let's, let's
0: let's and and then at the end we got to go. We'll do playoff predictions. Fair enough. Just brief national and playoff predictions. Last year we did playoff predictions. We forgot to put them on Twitter, which robbed me of my one chance to Glory. put out a retweet that included... because I had I think three of the four teams, but Notre Dame was was all I cared about because they were twelve. Preseason, Yeah. And they made the playoffs. So that, I wanted to be, I was like, all right, I can retweet it and I can say, hey, because I don't like patting myself on the back. But that is never going to happen again. So I'm like, I had to.
1: You missed your glory.
0: But it wasn't. I can't, I can't link the episodes and say, hey, go to, go to 37 minutes and 46 seconds and listen
1: to what I say. You know, we we could have cut out that, that blurb and put it, you know, just put that No, on. man. I don't you know. I don't That's that pretty that much pompous. About. I mean,
0: if yeah. You know, no. I just wanted to have a Barrett Saly moment where he, in 2017, he, he preseason predict, predicted George in the playoffs and national championship game,
1: and then it actually happened, and he's getting a lot of mileage off. Hey, all you, all you have to do is be right once. <laughs> One right? time, yes. Yeah. You just got to be right once. And not even 100%
0: right. I don't, you know, 75% right. You're 50% right. That's still harder than.
1: It's still hard to do. Right. Right. So, so many different variables. Let's start. Uh, we want to start in the SEC? Sure. All right. Uh, first up, Alabama. We're going to start there because because it's A and it's first letter in the alphabet. Yeah. And they're also going to be the first loser in the national playoff game. Can I throw some stats out for you, Alabama? Yeah. Give me some stats. Maybe the best receiving core in the country. Can I throw out some names and stats? All right. Yeah. Jerry Judy, 1,315 yards, receiving 14 touchdowns. Henry Ruggs, 741 yards, 11 touchdowns. Devonta Smith. Right, we don't
0: we don't say his name. That was Mr.
1: Second 26, and he was once committed to Georgia. We don't
0: say his name. All right? I'll cover my ears. You 693 say
1: 693 yards, 6 TDs. Uh, uh, Jalen Wade, 840. Waddle. Yeah, sure, whatever sorry. his name is. sorry. <laughs> They're going to lose anyway, and let me tell you why they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Last season, uh, in the postseason, Alabama surrendered 35.3 points per game, 460, uh, hundred and oh, f- I'm sorry, they surrendered 35.3 points per game. I want to say they gave up four hundred sixty over 460 yards per game, mm-hmm. zero takeaways, just mm-hmm. down the stretch couldn't get it done. And they lost Quinnen. Uh, lost a lot on their defense. They do get back. Uh, was it Dylan Moses, Anthony Jennings, Rayquan Davis, and, and Pat Sertain's a year older uh, on that defense? But um, I, I just feel like Alabama will reload. I don't think they're as good as uh, as they were a season ago.
0: I don't think they are, and I think that that people saw. So, so the three toughest games. Three toughest defenses Tua played, and we mentioned this last year. He struggled against, and there was a, a article that came out today in, uh, from Al.com, a Alabama media outlet, and it was basically interviewing 15 players who played against Tua last year, and they're no longer at their school; they're they're graduated from different teams, and uh, just talking about what it's what it was like playing him, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And the Clemson guys were like, the Clemson cornerback said. You know, we, we we saw from film that he struggled to read defense as the secondary. And so they showed one look, and then they switched it up. And that's... And he basically... It was basically... They looked at the, the... I don't remember who they played before us. It might have been... I don't remember. But they looked at the Georgia Tate, basically, and one other game that they played against. Maybe it was Mississippi State. I don't know. When he struggled. And it was... They gave him a blueprint, and that's what they did to him. And they... they confused him and that's that's the thing with him is he has this i mean they didn't play a tough schedule last year mm-hmm. the first part of the season and he has issues with just trying to let the ball go just people say gunslinger mentality but he's just kind of, he kind of plays reckless and you can get away with it most of the time because his receivers and everybody's so much better right but i mean i'm with you i don't i don't think that and he needs to stay healthy a whole year because they don't have Jalen this year. They don't have Jalen. They have <laughs> Mac Jones back there. Mac Jones isn't going to come in and win a game for you. So I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I'll never say, well, Bama's going to fall back, you know, because until they, they do, they he's, he's saving shown that he'll just reload him. But this is not a Bama team that I am trembling in my boots. You know, when I look at them, maybe I should, but I'm not.
1: I, I would agree. But I, I also think they will win the West. Uh, other contenders out there, I, I mean, I, I guess you have to throw in Auburn, uh, who named, I want to say they did name Bo Nicks as their starter. Does that strike fear in the hearts of anybody in the uh, SEC? I mean, he, he, he's an upgrade over what they've had, but
0: he's a true freshman. And, and here's one thing that we've seen from Gus Malzahn, is he has never in his career taken a freshman quarterback or even any quarterback under his watch that he got out of high school and developed them. His only success was with Marshall and Cam, and both of those guys came after being coached up somewhere else. Interesting. And then he had a year of them, or two years with Marshall. But until I see him like develop a quarterback, and and Nick's he can run, but he's not... That's the other thing, is I think Malzahn has to have a real running threat. Like, a real running threat. Stidham could scramble, but... And if he has, like, a Marshall or a Cam, his offense is so much more dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I'm not... I don't know, man. I think they have the best defensive line in the country, and you never know what's going to happen, but they're a mess, man. I mean, once in the last six years, I think, one season, he's had less than five losses. Maybe it's two. But he's a five-loss coach. He's just had... (laughs) He had one magical year with, you know, the kick six and the... Hail Mary against us and he made a championship game and he's kind of you know coasting off of that
1: let's talk about uh, briefly the LSU Tigers what I mean we can't talk SEC without talking about uh, our favorite coach uh, coach orgeron um, it, insert any sound clip there you want <laughs> um, what, what's your thought on the Tigers
0: man that's I think they're they'll give Bama the biggest the biggest challenge I think I think they're loaded and I think Burroughs was good last year I think I don't think he'll take a huge step forward, but I don't think they need him to. I mean, they're they're loaded. I don't think that. I don't see. I don't think that they'll win the West. But if I was handicapping, I would put them a little behind them, and I think that's clearly the biggest threat to Alabama.
1: Do you, do you ever think Troy Landry is is finished Gator hunting and sees Joe Burrows and say, "Shoot him, Joe! Shoot him, Shoot him, Joe!"
0: Man, I, they uh. It's just I've bought into them before and, and proclaimed that they were going to beat Alabama and they they haven't in what nine years. I, I think it's nine years. Wow, I I don't have that step. And A and M, that's the other one. Is A and M yes. I think is going to continue improving, but their schedule is brutal and I can't I just can't see them winning in the West with the schedule that they have.
1: I can't see them winning in the West with Jimbo Fisher as their head coach, but that's you I mean. I mean, as long as Saban's
0: there, can you see anyone really? Can you comfortably say, this team is going to win the West? Unless you're just trying to be the guy that's like, yeah, this team's better because I'm smarter than everybody and I can, you know. Yeah, yeah don't be that Unless guy. Unless you're trying just, yeah. to be contrarian. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: like LSU. That LSU-Texas game is is among the Texas people. Mm-hmm. That is like one of the biggest games and in the, in the, in the hardest ticket to get that they've had in a long time. They are fired up for that game.
1: that to be a, good, a dandy on September 7th. Dude,
0: and I, I almost... All right, we're going to get to our playoff picks in a little bit.
1: Please but don't a tell team, me you're going Texas. No, you
0: remember how I said I was never, ever getting back on? The Texas the, bandwagon? Yeah, the Texas bandwagon. Yeah, I remember that. I'm starting to get back on it, Art. Mm. I think I already am back on it. Wow. Not, not playoff level, but I okay. think they're going to win the Big 12, but we can discuss that later.
1: All right, let's go. Let's go to the SEC East now. We won't spend a ton of time, uh, too much time. I, I think everybody's favorite, especially in in the state that we reside, is University of Georgia. Uh, man, Jake Frome, big big year. Guy gets just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, from everything I read and hear, the guy is a, a consummate leader. Uh, breaking down film, getting his guys out to throw pass routes. You know, just kind of doing all the right things. Had uh, thirty. Uh, passing TDs um, uh, last season. Now, now you've got a guy like George Pickens who's got that U- no. that uh, YouTube sensational catch he made in practice. Uh, was it uh, Demetrius Robinson? You got uh, grad transfer Lawrence Cager from University of Miami. Yeah, you know about him. Yeah, he was uh, Miami's leading receiver. Uh, and then I, I think one of the things that everybody is interested to see. I mean, DeAndre Swift has. Uh, Done a phenomenal job at running back, but now you've got uh, a couple of guys to throw in the, in the mix. And, and James Cook and Zamir White, talk about those guys for me, man. About the Cook and White, yeah, absolutely. anybody you want. So, man, so
0: DeAndre, let me tell you this: This will be my bold prediction for the year, and this isn't a Homer thing. If he stays healthy, which is a huge if, he will be. I'm not, he's not. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but he will be invited. Mm. That's my that's my my bold prediction for the year, dude. He is that is bold. He is gonna be. He, did you also know he's our our leading receiver coming <laughs> back this year? Which that that should give you some reason for concern. I mean, maybe. Um, yeah, is Swift? I think is is just gonna. We saw last year he was banged up basically the first half of the season, but he came back when he was healthy. Was basically starting the Florida game. That's when he got back. And just the offense looked completely different. He shredded, you know, for Auburn. I think he went for two hundred plus or one hundred and eighty-five or something. I mean, he—he's just—and and honestly, I thought in the SEC championship game he was the best player on the field. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that dude, I think if he stays healthy, he's going to have a monster season. Zamir is—is is the the big X factor because, you know, the the last game of his senior year, he was ranked the number one running back in the country. I mean, he was. Just out of this world. Like he, he, so he tears his ACL in his last game and then he comes back and he's, you know, fall camp and everybody's excited and then he's on a punt return team and he tears his other ACL. And so he's basically two years since he's played a snap of football, like competitive football in a game. So that's the question mark. Is Kirby's trying to kind of temper expectations for him, but everything that that you hear is that he's. Not 100%, but he's close to it, and and even where he is, I mean, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody gets to see him. I hope he stays healthy because that dude, that that could be the difference between the backfield being good and very good versus a great backfield. And then Cook is kind of like a he's – he'll go to the slot. He's more of a kind of get him the ball in space He's not mm-hmm. an in-between-tackles guy. So I'm interested to see how they'll use him and how they'll get him touches because he needs the ball, but he's not a – Traditional running back. What about that Georgia defense? The defense, I man. Here's here's what set the difference between like Clemson and Alabama the last two or three years and Georgia is the defensive line. Like Clemson and Bama had elite defensive lines and and playmakers of that position that could take over. Georgia's defensive line has been serviceable, I'd mm-hmm. say. Like we haven't had a, a defensive tackle who's I think the last defensive lineman Georgia had drafted in the first round was 2003. It was Jonathan Sullivan, which that should tell. I mean, that's 16 years ago was the last time we had a first-round draft pick on the line. And I think the first last guy we had drafted, period, from the D-line might have been... And I'm talking... You know, inside and a four three. I'm talking. You know, the front four. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. like outside linebackers. Right, right, right. It's uh, I think was John Jenkins in 2013. Okay, so it's we we haven't. That's one area that we haven't recruited at the same level as everywhere else, and we haven't had a guy in the middle to disrupt, take over that sort of thing. So that's my biggest question mark. The secondary should be better. I mean, you lose Baker. That's tough, but overall, it's more athletic and more and it's deeper. The inside linebackers will will be much better cuz I think last year that was a huge weakness too. Our inside line just basically the front seven last year was not championship level. Mm-hmm. So they should on paper they should be they should be better. I mean, we were also we were the youngest team in the conference last year. And so I mean, they're all getting they're all getting older. They on <laughs> on paper it should be a very good defense. The the question is can we can we get to the quarterback? Can we stop the run? And that's that's the big thing. Is we've been at the bottom of the conference in sacks and tackles for loss for two years now. It's at some point you gotta you gotta change that. So that's the big question mark to me. Is basically defensive line and rushing the passer. But other than that,
1: we should be we should be all right. As a as a UGA alum, are you concerned about um, losing your offensive coordinator?
0: <laughs> that's one of those where you're like you're like, no, no, please don't take him. Don't, please don't take our offensive coordinator. Okay, you need, you need help hacking? <laughs> They're like, he did a good job. He wasn't terrible. But no, I, I'm not the least bit concerned. If, if you saw us have seven straight plays from inside the one-yard line against Florida and not be able to get it in, and, and if you saw us fourth and one against Vandy running with with Nick Chubb and Sonia Michelle on your team, brought a toss sweep to Isaiah McKenzie... Uh, to try to get a yard. And just a lot of the things, it's like uh, everybody bashes offensive coordinators. And then when, when coaches leave, everybody's like, yeah, that guy sucked. But I think he was good, but I'm not sweating that one bit, no.
1: Let's move on from the Bulldogs, if we if we may, and, yeah. and talk about a few other teams in the East. Uh, just going to go down the list, uh, you know, Tennessee. And, and I feel like Jared Guarantano is, is starting to become like um, the um, – is starting to become the uh, uh, Perry Ellis of Kansas basketball. (laughs) He's been there a while. Uh, He's got the aforementioned Jim Chaney. Uh, Does that make Tennessee a a threat in the East? No. Okay.
0: No. Jim Chaney, no. No. He, in a a stat of note I saw, is basically in his first year at at a new school, every single stop, the last like four or five stops he's had, the offense has gotten worse. The first year he's been there. So, if <laughs> you're looking for some brilliant, you know, Mike Leach to come in and, and automatically transform your offense, it's not going to happen this year. So Tennessee, man, I love Jeremy Pruitt, and mm-hmm. uh, and I hate Tennessee. So it's it's you know, it's conflicting. It's conflicting but um, I, he's still he's still yeah. got a ways to go because the, that was such a mess that he took over. I do think. They'll, I think they can get seven, eight wins this year, and I mean, for instance, one game I think they could win is, good, I think they could go into Florida and win. Okay. Which brings me to Florida, right? That's next.
1: Can we save them for last? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we can save them for last. For our preview. Yeah. Our Week Zero preview.
0: Yeah, but I do want to, hey, oh, before we get to that, we need to, uh, no, no, but at some point we need to discuss who we think is going to finish runner-up in the East, and we're going to have to discuss Florida then. But. Okay, that's fine.
1: I mean, a uh, d- d- couple more teams in the East then, and we won't go into uh, Kentucky, just, you know, losing Benny Snell. they won 10 games for the first time mm-hmm. in, like, since Moby Dick was a minnow last season. Uh, you know, Terry Wilson is a quarterback. Can Stoops do it again, or do you think they're kind of past their...
0: I don't think so, they'll I don't think they'll do what they did last year because that's kind of a you know like in basketball every once in a while you get a team that's got you know five seniors or whatever and and you that's how you have those really right, good seasons right right I don't think they I think I mean I think they'll be middle of the pack but I don't think
1: yeah they won't do what they did last year and, and how about uh, Missouri? We won't spend too much time on them, but Kelly Bryant, the uh, Clemson transfer over <laughs> to Missouri, Missouri under academic probation, so they won't—they're not even bowl eligible. Most of those players stay. Yeah, um, and one comes in, and and so uh, w- will they make any noise in the regular season? See, that's
0: that's where I was going. Yeah, I think they will, and that's who I think is going to finish second in the East. I think Missouri is is very capable of of causing some causing some hurting for some other teams. And i if you look at the rest of the teams in the East, i that's the one that I think, out of all of them, I think that, that they have the best shot at finishing runner-up to the University of Georgia. Yeah, I, I like i like Missouri. And I'm not a huge, I don't think Kelly Bryant's some world-beater, but I think everything around him and their defense and their running game I think is very good. So,
1: How about uh, USC Junior? The uh, big transfer in for uh, Junior, all right, and, and for this year? Those that aren't familiar with USC Junior, that's the University of South Carolina, not yeah. the University of Southern Cal. Yeah, uh, the real USC. Uh, they, yes, they get Tavian Feaster. Interesting stat: USC Junior has lost the last ten games against ranked opponents. Does that surprise you at all? It just surprise you. It's not more okay. than ten games.
0: I would have thought that they would have. You know, when teams are these days, like a number twenty third ranked team can be a six and six team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that that they would have knocked somebody off the they I'll say this I think they have without question the hardest schedule in the country and it might be one of the hardest schedules I can remember like in the last decade I mean it is brutal wait a minute you're saying
1: something nice about
0: the gamecocks I think if they win 7 games that is a huge accomplishment by
1: Muschamp. Yeah, but their fans will be talking about how everybody else cheated them, won't they? Now I don't know what their fans will be doing. Hopefully, hopefully they are um, realistic. I think most of them are. Okay. I mean, six and six okay. would be. Let's you say the toughest schedule. Come on now, let's North Carolina, no Charleston Southern. Yeah, that's easy. Okay, Alabama. Okay, Missouri. No. Kentucky. No, Georgia. Yeah. Florida, overrated. Hmm. Tennessee. Yeah. Vandy. Okay. App State. Yeah. AM.
0: AM's very tough. Alright, and Clemson's difficult. Okay, so is there anyone else that plays the top three teams in the country?
1: That's the top three teams today. That's gonna be Okay. <laughs> Let's look back at the end of the year and see if anyone
0: played three teams harder than Clemson, Alabama and Georgia and throw Texas A and M in there. We won't on the road. It. Yeah,
1: we won't throw Florida in there. No,
0: because I don't, you know,
1: whatever. But
0: just, okay, look at that. They play one, two, three, four, five teams ranked with the top you're 12 to start the year. are into
1: the South Carolina logic here. I'm telling I'm you, I have sympathy gonna be for on, them. You're going to be on the, what's their rivals page, whatever, where they start crying about Kirby cheating. And, yeah, and yeah, that. they're
0: bored. Plano's PPG. Yeah, I could be on there. <laughs> I, and I'm telling you, man, if Miami had that schedule, how would you feel about getting to eight wins?
1: Do it. That's what I would feel. Hey, let's do it.
0: Yeah, you, you could say that if you were trying to motivate them. But deep in your heart, you would know that eight wins would be an accomplishment.
1: Okay? Look, we're, we're talking about Miami football that I remember, not today's Miami football. Okay. And I think that would be... Uh, Something that the Miami players of several years ago would relish today's team just I'm just saying when you have on the schedule
0: in the same season, I'm not giving three, I'm not giving
1: South Carolina any slack, not cutting them any slack. I'm not
0: cutting them any slack. I'm just saying this is these are the facts they have a harder schedule on paper than anyone else in the country. So you ask me what I expect from them, I expect them to get six or seven wins, and it's a good job doing that, okay.
1: Okay. Because they are set up for okay. extreme failure this year. That's just—I mean—that's brutal. And nobody could care any any less than me about South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, then don't ask about them <laughs> if you don't want don't. I just want. needed a reason to pick on them. Let's talk about your your top teams in the in the East. What do you what do you predict? Let's say one, two, three finish. One, two, three. And Georgia. We, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the Gators, but we will in just a second. Georgia, Missouri, Florida. Okay. So you got the Gators coming yeah. in number three. Is that is that let's let's let me ask you this Is that acceptable for the Gator contingency, or is uh, is Dan Mullen going to be on the hot seat?
0: I think there are well, they're already there's already a, a portion of their fan base that's increasing by the month as they have more and more off field disasters and and things that are getting a little they're not sure of him. Okay, his mainly his recruiting prowess and the way he is running the program Mm because he was there when urban was there and all of the disasters off the field that they learned about later you know Mm -hmm. the discipline issues and stuff like thereof right okay so they're exactly they're having the same sort of thing that's, that's been happening suspensions and guys showing up in police reports and choking girlfriends and things like that and uh and it's just it's it's not how it's not how you want to go into a season. They, they were riding high. Okay, they had a top 10 recruiting class, which to them is good. That's great. And then they beat Michigan, and they were excited because Michigan, that was a big win, even though Michigan's all their best players were sitting out. But anyways, they, they finished top 10 to end the year. And so they said, yeah, you know, they were feeling good. And then Dan Mullen started taking shots at Georgia just for no real reason. And then they That's started funny. to crumble around him, he lost his best recruit, and then their quarterback transferred, and then he lost another recruit, and he lost another recruit, he ended up losing five recruits in a month, and then meanwhile, what I love is that Kirby, they would have, like when news of them losing a a recruit, like a transfer would happen, and then Kirby would have like a five-star commit to us that same (laughs) night, and they're like, and he also had these recruits now for this season that would narrow their list to Georgia and Florida and then they would go visit Florida and immediately commit to Georgia right wow. after it and and even the 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 rivals reporters and things the 247 guys are saying this 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 is clearly orchestrated to an extent mm-hmm. that you're going to visit Florida and then you come you know <laughs> you commit to Georgia and and the timing of it all it's just so Florida's had a rough off season and I don't think it's going to I don't think the season's going to bring them much, much better news because then their minds, and when you start the season number eight and you're a top-ten team in your minds, they are not a top-ten team in any way to me. They might be a top-20 team, maybe top-15, but I think they're going to have a reality is going to hit them hard this year, I think, so I'd give them third. I mean, they may finish second. Everyone seems to think, you know, there's a lot of analysts that have been like, who can anyone challenge Georgia in the issue this year? Well, yeah, Florida can, because Dan Mullen's got him back on the right track, and I mean that's great, but no, it's it's not reality. I don't
1: think. What do you think? I don't think that Florida is ready to challenge Georgia. I, I, like you, I, I think there's a lot of instability on that football team. There's a lot of talent. Uh, we'll get it. Like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. I think they're very talented. I just don't think. That Mullen is the right guy. And I, 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 Here's what I do think. I think the University of Florida is a sleeping giant. Yeah. And when the right coach gets in there, I think it'll be a lot of trouble for the SEC. Not only the SEC East, but the SEC as a whole. Yeah. I just don't think Dan Mullen is that right guy. No, not at all. And and I'll I'll disagree with you
0: a little bit. I don't think they're that talented. Top to bottom. I really don't think they are. They lost a lot, and they haven't recruited well. McElwain didn't recruit well, and Mullen hasn't recruited well. So I don't think they're that talented. They're also at like 74 scholarship players, basically, at this point. Mm. And uh, so I don't think they're nearly as talented as everyone thinks they are. And and uh, here's another thing. Is everyone's assuming that Felipe Franks is going to take this big step forward. I was never overly impressed with Franks.
1: All right. We'll get into Franks' numbers in just a minute. Okay. The switch to the ACC. Okay. All right. The, the, the almost competitive conference. Exactly, and it's almost competitive because it's Clemson and everybody else. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way right now. Yeah. Uh, Trevor. We It's called Con- it the All Clemson Conference. That's. Except we can have an asterisk there for Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> the Clemson Slayers. <laughs> so you got uh, you know uh, T. Higgins is back. Justin Ross is back. Travis Ooh. Etienne is back. But the most important piece that is back for Clemson is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Sunshine. I mean, uh, the guy can make all the throws. He's much ballyhooed and for all the right reasons. Yeah. My biggest question mark, and we'll get into this when we talk about our playoff teams, about Clemson, is their loss of all of the talent on the defensive Mm -hmm. side of the ball. And so I think that Clemson will have to score, you know, 48, 50 points a game. Uh, especially late in the season. And I don't know if they can sustain that all season long. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my thoughts on Clemson. I won't go into, into much more detail than that. Yeah, I'm with you. That Well, it's mainly defensive line is what
0: my biggest question mark. Because mm-hmm. I think they've, they've improved at linebacker and secondary. I don't, I don't know for sure. But, def- man, you lose all that talent on the defensive line, but more importantly, you lose the leadership. With those guys that all came back to their senior year, that that's a big deal. I mean, we saw that at Georgia in 2018 after Chubb and Sony and them left. That's a big deal. Somebody's got to step up and fill that, and maybe Lawrence does, but not many true sophomores are going to take a you know complete that leadership right. Yeah, and he's not a very vocal guy, but I don't think they're going to need you know that. I don't think until the end of the year it's it's going to matter because you said they got to have to score forty fifty points. I think they can most of the time. I don't mean I don't think they're going to be the greatest offense ever, but I mean,
1: and, and 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 let's take a look. I think Dabo has has found a way to dial in players to you know they've got that all. Oh, and every team has a motto, right? But theirs is all in, and I, I don't know if that ever gets gets tired or worn out over in Clemson. But Dabo just seems to find a way to get these guys to buy in, yeah, similar to what Saban has done at Alabama. Yeah, he does in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Saban's
0: the business model, and Dabo's the family model. Mm-hmm. And Auburn tried that. They did Auburn family, and they used all in, but it's like you know. So what? It was it was the used car salesman, <laughs> right? Dabo, it, it is, man. The the guys they have and the and the players they you rarely see any sort of discipline issues pop up or guys transferring out. You did have Feaster and another guy transfer out, but. And even when, when he's recruiting guys and they commit, they, they don't visit other schools and they shut it down. It's like the you, you said it. They get guys to buy in completely. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard to do with 85 scholarship yeah. kids.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the team uh, in the Atlantic, the team that might, two teams that might give Clemson, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say this, you know, the, the Syracuse Orange uh, with uh, Dino... Uh, Tommy DeVito yeah, and Dino uh, Dino Fabers uh, yeah. as the uh, head coach. New quarterback Tommy DeVito. Uh, they lose Eric Dungey, who was a scrambler, and I think that's kind of what gave uh, Clemson fits because this uh, Dungey was a quarterback who can kind of keep plays alive. Uh, Syracuse won ten games uh, last season, didn't probably they really? the first time since they. I, I don't have the stat. I would imagine they haven't done that since Donovan McNabb was the quarterback have Clemson. Mercy. I didn't know they won ten. Yeah. Wow. Ten games last season. And ACC stats that I just didn't know. And then we can't talk, at least I can't talk about the ACC uh, Atlantic Division without talking about the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Last season, the Seminoles lost in Willie Taggart's is first year, right? Yeah. I mean, it feel like (laughs) they lost seven games, and uh, and only one was was, was 18 points or fewer. I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, Do they have reason to
0: expect to see a big improvement this year? No, they, got,
1: they got the quarterback with the best last name in, in college football, Alex Hornybrook Is, <laughs> Is he going to start? Didn't Hornybrook get in trouble? Can you tell us the, the Hornybrook story? Uh, yeah, well, apparently. Did he get Hornibrook. a little horny? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: apparently, he was hooking up with one of his offensive linemen's girls and then got roughed up a little bit. And the locker room did not like him anymore.
1: Now you don't do that to someone who's sorry, protecting, protecting you, right? He's got your back, man. How do you yeah. just go and? I mean, you do that to the defensive back, right? If you do that at or all, or player on another team, right? Like if if he's at Wisconsin, you do that to the Ohio State, yeah. Offensive do board. that to Justin
0: Fields, right? Something like that. So <laughs> it's uh yeah.
1: So he's Florida down, road. yeah. He's down at Florida State, and he's battling James. J- 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 James Blackman, as uh, DeAndre Francois, has taken his talents to the FCS uh, level, hmm. and so uh, is no longer there. Uh, a player I'm, I'm interested to see how well he does at, uh, at, at running back is, is Cam Akers, I think. Uh, uh, could If he stays healthy, um, uh, possibly one of the, the better, the top-tier backs, yeah. uh, not just in the ACC, but probably in the country. Yeah,
0: he, he, he deserves more better... Than what he's gotten as a supporting cast with his offensive line and, mm-hmm. and passing game because that dude is nasty.
1: I mean, but that's been the story about uh, Florida State. That every year I feel like since I was since I've been in high school, well, our offensive line is better this year, and it's better this year, and it's better this year, and it's always and never it is. never is better. It's and like you know, Rick Trickett, Rick Trickett. You know, yeah, he, was, this,
0: he was he's this offensive line guru, and their offensive line has sucked for like 15 years. It, it seems exactly. And Dalvin Cook might have made him look better at times, but he was just that good. Yeah.
1: Let's go over to the coastal. Um, yeah, that's where the, the, the real
0: competition and the and you know the drama and the excitement and the you might actually have uh, what's comp- competition for for the division because yeah, over in the Atlantic, what's
1: I mean? Okay, here's a stat for you: six different years. The last six years, there have been six different winners really? in the ACC Coastal Division. ACC parity. You, you know who hasn't won it yet? The you? The Virginia Cavaliers. Oh, okay. That you did win it. Yeah, and they that's did. When, that's when. The, remember, I sent you that GIF about the it, it, uh, uh, Mark Ritt had the turnover chain, and then Davo Sweeney came and yanked it off of him. And said, <laughs> How quickly my, I've forgotten that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a, a, a butt whipping. But, so, Virginia has not won the ACC Coastal, uh, but they returned probably the best quarterback on that side and Bryce Perkins. Uh, had uh, twenty over 2,600 yards passing, uh, 25 uh, passing TDs, and nine rushing TDs. They returned uh, seven starters on defense, and... Uh, their defensive back Bryce Hall led the country in past breakups, so uh, I think there's reason. Is this their year? Yeah, I think there's reason for the Fighting Bronco Mendenhalls to be excited, and uh, that nothing will chat me more because I just think of of Virginia as a bunch of snobby bluebloods uh, that don't know how to play football.
0: Well, man, I don't think their fans care because they're they've still got the you know, they're still cutting down the nets over there. So <laughs> I don't think they care. Do they even know it's football season? Oh, are they, are they, are they, are they know. looking forward to lacrosse season? Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it field hockey.
0: Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That's more up there. Yeah, if they're on a field, that's that's a sport that I think they're a little better in. So so who's who's going to be at the top of the coastal
1: that- one? So you got Virginia, and then you got to look at Virginia Tech. Ryan Williams comes in. Uh, was not the starter last season, but comes in after an injury. to their starting quarterback passes for over twenty-seven hundred yards, twenty-four TDs, and I, I, I want to say they've got it's it's either nine or eleven of their starters back on defense and or, or players that played significant minutes. So, uh, big deal there uh, from Virginia Tech and Bud Foster's last season. Yeah, and and let's let's the guy can coach defense. All right, there's just no two ways around it. Um, here we have those guys dialed in. We'll skip over Miami because I want to touch base with them when they when we talk about the game in Week Zero. But let's we we can't talk ACC Coastal without talking about the team that's making let's the biggest see. splash, the biggest splash uh, at the North Avenue Trade School, uh, the Georgia the Tech Yellow. Biggest splash in what? Uh, just on Twitter, man. They're For, just killing. Like in a good way. They got the most drip, baby. <laughs> They got the drip. Look, so Jeff Collins is obviously uh, fighting an uphill battle with trying to uh, get players that can throw a forward pass. Uh, you know, They didn't have a tight end on the roster uh, because of the, um, the offense that Paul Johnson ran. Uh, so they've got three quarterbacks they are working through. Lucas Johnson, Tobias Oliver, and then James Graham. Uh, They do have uh, a couple of playmakers, Jalen Camp, uh, 19.6 yards uh, per per reception, Uh, Malachi Carter down at running back, you know, then they return Jordan Mason, Jerry Howard, those guys combined for over 1,200 yards rushing and 12 total TDs. The the problem with Tech, they only bring back four starters on offense and three on defense, and I'm ashamed that I know that, but I happen to know that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just think they'll be fighting an uphill battle. There is a lot of energy at Georgia Tech, okay? The, okay. the the you know, but but the problem I have is, man, this is this all. Can I can I say a term that I hate? Yeah. Fake juice. This is is almost how I feel about Tech right now. Yeah. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That's
0: kind of though. I mean, that's kind of what he what he has to do in a way. I mean, I think he's trying too hard with it, and it's corny as hell. But. That's really all he's got to do right now is trying to sell the program and build for the future because the present is not going to be pretty.
1: I mean, they do get uh, another Miami uh, transfer, Marcus Izard, who comes back to Georgia. Is he going to get a, a waiver? Uh, he will not He will not be right. eligible this season, but he'll be eligible next season. And then they, they recruited a, a great quarterback out of Milton, the uh, Class 7A state champs, uh, Jordan Yates, is at Georgia Tech, um, and, and he was a quarterback in high school. I was assuming he'd be a quarterback at, at Tech. But I think that there are some players that Coach Collins will have to work with. Now, the question is, will the Georgia Tech faithful be patient? And wait yeah, for- we don't, you saw how patient they were with Paul, with Paul Johnson.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, and you also Jamias Griffin. He oh. he ended up committing there, right? He yeah. that oh. dude can run. Yes. But but it's I'm with you, man, and I'm not trying to show sympathy to people like them. you know, I'm showing sympathy to South Carolina Tech, but I mean I don't even know if they have offensive linemen that can pass protect more than five plays a game. Like, you know, <laughs> you just you just take over a roster that's built for a gimmick offense and has not you know, they didn't recruit you know high level talent. No. They left them with nothing in a completely different system. So, I mean, I'd, I, mean, what's, what would you put the over-under? It wins at four and a half. What
1: would you take? Oh, I'd have to look at their schedule, and I, I can't. I mean, that's going to be tough, I mean, and they have I to they, be patient. I, I, I know they open up their season with uh, uh, Clemson. Yeah. And on next Thursday, the 29th, I just don't... Uh, I don't see that faring faring too well. And bear with me as I, as we pull up uh, Georgia Tech's schedule here. And we're
0: not even going to get into the all their social media goofy posts and stuff because I don't feel like. I mean, first off, Jenna will get upset, but it's like it's too easy,
1: <laughs> and and we're not here to, to rip well, on tech. There's plenty of chances. He, here's on. the thing that works in Tech's favor is that as they currently sit, they're only playing two ranked teams. Okay, uh, Clemson to the begin the season, and the University of Georgia uh, to end the season. Yeah. Uh, so in in between, you know, you've got uh, winnable games against South Florida. I mean, right. that's a cake schedule, but uh, at uh, the same time, that's that's
0: just asking a lot. Even even for a coach as talented as Jeff with a G. Collins, it's gonna be that's tough, man.
1: I mean that's they uh, they they play the Citadel. Uh, Citadel, who was who is. If I'm not mistaken,
0: was leading Alabama at halftime
1: last year or tied with them. Shout out to Andy Davis. I don't remember that, but shout out to Andy Davis, the uh Creekview safety over there at the Citadel. Uh, I mean, and- hey, they play they went toe to toe with Bama last year for half. Uh then
0: you got you go to Temple. Yeah, that's that's a Jeff Collins going back to his back in the team he just left. He, then you got, got Rusty on
1: TV. You got uh uh the University of North Carolina Cheaters. Mhm. You get Duke. You get a Cut Miami. cliff. Cutcliffe gonna do some work on that. You them. get Miami. You get. P- I I think this is a team that can go 500 this year. I'm looking at this schedule. I think they can go 500. Okay. I mean, I would, I would, I would see five, five or six wins would I'm, be. I mean, you got 12 yeah. on the schedule. You said the over under is at four and a half. Yeah. I'm I'm going over.
0: Okay. I don't know what I'd take, but I think four and a half or five and a half is a good number.
1: Um. Week zero, uh, the, the headliner, I guess, is is Miami and Florida. Renewal of the rivalry. Miami, if I'm not mistaken, leads a series twenty nine to twenty four. Uh, the game will be played in the Camping World Citrus Doesn't Bowl. Is that what they call it? it. Yeah, uh, whatever. In Orlando, okay, it's being played in Orlando. Uh, Bill is a neutral site, but Orlando is much. It, or- Orlando, Florida, is Gator Country. Mm. Uh, let's make no mistake about it. Uh, the Gators come into this game ranked number nine, and let's let's throw some stats out here for you, okay? You you are, and you can correct me here because I cannot remember which Gators players are eligible and which ones are are, are not. Um, Felipe Franks, uh, in his first couple of years, was absolutely atrocious, okay? But let me throw this out, all right? He had 31 total touchdowns last season and passed for over. Uh, twenty four hundred yards. So there's some improvement somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyree Cleveland's a pretty good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jefferson's a pretty good wide receiver. Um, where uh, uh, where are they at running back and, and and who's eligible for the Florida Gators?
0: They got P Ryan at running back. Okay. Uh, he's I mean, I guess he's he's a good SEC back. I mm-hmm. guess maybe and Damian Pierce. I think is their number two. You remember him? Oh yeah, Bainbridge. Georgia boy, yeah. Yep. And uh, so he's their number two. I mean, he's he is what he is. So I just don't, I mean, offensively, I'm sure they'll score on, on you know, some teams. But, I mean, if you're talking about this game versus whole season in, in this game, I think they've got, you know, they're, they're favored. And But I'm just saying, I'm looking big picture. You're, you're talking about this game. Yes, we're talking about this game. Um, I don't know, because I don't know what Miami's bringing, man. That's what you, you've got to enlighten me, because I don't know if just looking at it, I think Miami has a very good chance to win this game. Okay, here's... If Jaron Williams can, can, you know, be give them something more than they've had the last few years of quarterback, which I think he can.
1: Okay, let's talk about Miami. Jaron Williams, he, he has been named a starting quarterback, redshirt freshman out of uh, South Winette High School mm-hmm. uh, here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, the the big thing I would say about Miami is they've got three senior linebackers that have started all four years, Shaq Quarterman, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Michael Pinkney, and then uh, McLeod, his first name is escaping me. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about them as freshmen. Yeah. Uh, Might may, may be the best linebackers in the country, in my opinion. huh. Uh, you've got uh, the, the problem is they only return one starter in the secondary, I believe Trajan Bandy. um they had the 113th ranked passing defense, um, and, and the receivers uh, that Williams will be thrown to. Uh, Jeff Thomas, a speedy guy, but uh, you know only only 563 yards last year. Kenny he stay healthy. Uh, Mike Harley, Mark Pope, and Brian Hightower. Uh, Miami's also always had some pretty good tight ends. Look, looks uh, like Brevin Jordan will be the guy. At at tight end to start the season, 32 catches for 287 yards and four touchdowns last year. And then uh, a a list of running backs highlighted by DJ Dallas uh, out of Brunswick. Uh, Last year, Dallas had 617 yards and six touchdowns. He averaged seven yards per carry. Uh, He's put a little bit of weight, uh, uh, I think, as a scout, he kind of runs behind his pads. Uh, then you've got uh, running backs Cameron Harris, uh, a guy who I've been waiting to really see bust on the scene, Lorenzo Lingard, and then uh, Robert Burns there. That's what I think. That's, that's to me is the running back
0: offensive line in your running game because Florida's defensive line took a lot of hits and they're extremely banked up. <laughs> I don't even know man, if they have two healthy scholarship defensive tackles on their roster right now. So that is an area to me that you can absolutely exploit. Um, just depending, I don't know how your offensive line and, and running game will be, but that's to me their biggest weakness.
1: Miami struggled a little bit with a couple of freshmen and, and newcomers last year on that offensive line, uh, some valley hoop players. But uh, you know, it, it's a little bit different game coming in from high school uh, to college. Uh, you know, anytime you move up a level, the 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 learning curve is probably a little bit steeper. In Miami or anyone playing at that Division One Power Five type conference, think you don't? Uh, you get thrown into the fire and it's a trial by fire. Uh, you've got to believe that Todd Grantham is going to is, is going to try to dial up some crazy schemes to confuse Darren Williams and rightfully so. Uh, you got a redshirt freshman quarterback. Uh, he he does have some experience, uh, game experience, but. I don't he know if he's had more last year. I, I don't FYI. know if yeah, I don't I don't know if he's uh he's been in any kind of situation like this. Um so it's it'll be interesting to see if you're if you're ready for a pick. The Gators are favored by seven. I think this game is a little bit closer. Um I am probably gonna go with the Homer pick. I like the Canes by two. Straight up. And if you need a score, I'm gonna say Miami twenty six four to twenty four.
0: Man, I could see, I, I mean I could I could easily see something like that happen. Because as we've established so far here, I'm not a big believer in Florida this year. But at the same time, I don't know what to expect from Miami with a first-year head coach even though he's been there and a, and a first-year quarterback. That's tough. If, if I had to pick a winner, I would probably, the safe pick would be Florida. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't take I don't think I'd take them by seven. I don't think. I think it will be a tight one. And... I mean, even even playing them close and keeping it like that to me is a win for Miami. Because Florida, if you're a top 10 team playing an unranked team, you should be favored by more than seven points and you should win by more than seven points. Right. You should win by 14, 17 points. So I think it'll be, it'll give, and, and this might even help Manny out. Even if you lose and you play him close, he can say, look, my first game, we played a top 10 team in a neutral site and, you know, we, held, we played right there with them. So I don't, I'm not going to pick Miami to win, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they did, and I think it will be a very competitive game, and two or three years from now, I think Miami will be favorite. <laughs> Maybe not even two or three years.
1: So you got a score?
0: A uh, score? Uh, I'd say Florida
1: 28,
0: Miami 24.
1: Uh, I, I would say that it's never uh, playing close and losing to Florida. There's no such thing as a moral victory for that. For a, for a hurricane, um, that that's kind of what we had uh, this week uh, for college football. Like we said, only the two uh, Power Five uh, games, and I think uh, Arizona and Hawaii uh, play on on yeah, this uh, week zero. Stuff is garbage. It is. It no. is garbage. Come on. Um, did Did you want to talk a Tech Clemson score? I mean, they they will be next week when we record. Uh, they'll be playing, so we we can fifty six to thirteen. Okay. Now fifty six to sixteen. I, I think it'll be forty seven to seventeen. Yeah, that's not. It's kind of yeah. That'd
0: be about like watching this Marietta Rome game.
1: Marietta twenty seven Rome zero. Yeah, I mean, Clemson can pick their score on that one. And, yeah, you know, on, on both sides of the ball, so now. Yeah. No. Uh. We, we normally do a wild card, and you tweeted something. I'm going to catch you off guard here. Um, you tweeted something.
0: We've got to do playoff
1: picks. Oh. All right. I'm getting All ahead of myself. we're an
0: hour in. we got to at least do playoff picks.
1: We're doing playoff picks right now.
0: Yeah. If nothing else, we must make playoff picks. Or we can do playoff picks next week if you want,
1: since we're already in an hour, six minutes. Let's do playoff picks next week because I can now Let's get... talk national and playoffs next week. Okay. Because I can guarantee you that none of the teams that are playing this weekend will be in the national title. Right, game. right, exactly. We don't so have to worry about that. We're, we're, we're going to go ahead and give a disclaimer that neither Florida, nor Miami, nor Hawaii, or Arizona will be playing in the national title. Right. Game. Or and, the playoffs. And when, or and the when the playoffs. we
0: record, and, and when we release it next week, Clemson will probably have already played. But I think we can both safely say that the Clemson Tech result will not have any They'll effect on our playoff picks. And I can just go ahead and spoil it. And Clemson is going to be my playoff, regardless of what happens. Yes. So.
1: Yes. So we're, we're, let's go ahead and, and have that disclaimer. We will both have Clemson in our playoff picks, and that's that's a we'll tease that out for the other yeah. The next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give you a We're going to go out on
0: a limb and pick Clemson. Yes. Yes. Uh, very risky. Right, pick. Wild yeah. card. Well, hit me
1: with it. I don't. I don't know what's coming here, y'all. So there's been a, there, be- There's been a lot of fire being spit on Twitter. About this, I know where you're going. I'm talking about. I know where you're going. I'm talking about a new competitor on the market. Yeah, in the chicken sandwich the game. Chicken, chicken sandwich game. So I'm I'm a big Popeyes fan. all right yeah, I am bad, too. It's bad for you, but it's it's good to you. It's good for your soul. Oh my gosh. Now I will tell you. I'm, I've been disappointed with the Popeyes in can because they're a little bit slow. <laughs> They're slow and they never have anything, man. <laughs> They're a little bit. They're slow. They're always out of sides or something. And and so my go-to Popeyes is the one uh, either at the airport or the one uh, in Roswell at Mansell and Highway Nine. Okay. Mansell and Highway 9, to me is the best Popeyes better operation. And, yeah, better op, much better operation. It's better than the one in Tucker. It's better than the one in Windward, and I don't know where. Any other ones? There's one too. down 75
0: near the Big boot store. Okay. You know, the Horse Town or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so have you had the sandwich? Man, I have not. Okay, I'm not a... Let's preface this. I love Popeye's, and I'm not a huge fan of Chick-fil-A. I love everything that Chick-fil-A is about. Not a big fan of Chick-fil-A food. Okay. Um, but the shade... That Popeye's has been throwing on Chick-fil-A. Yeah,
0: they've, they've been mean, going at it hard.
1: And then I've seen some, some places where Chick-fil-A is kind of, you know, clapping back, as the kids say. Is that Chick-fil-A's game to clap back? No,
0: they don't need to either. Because at that point, you're kind of swinging down because you've already established yourself. And it shows the signs of being threatened. That's mm. what it comes across as. Yes, Popeye's is being very aggressive and getting after it. And then, and then Wendy's tries to sneak into oh, the fray, man. and you're like, "All right, no, no, go back. This is he, all right. The adults are over here. Wendy's, <laughs> <laughs> hell out of here." Um, no, so we went to to get the. I went to get the sandwich yesterday. Yes, because okay, let's rewind to like a week and a half ago, and a buddy of mine's like he knows I like Popeyes and he's like have you got their chicken sandwich I was like "No, nah, I haven't tried it yet and he's like oh dude it's amazing you gotta try it I told Megan I was like yeah I heard that because he said it was better than Chick-fil-A so
1: which is not hard to do this was thinking.
0: before it blew up on Twitter and now it's getting to the point that I almost don't want to go try it because it's like the trendy thing it's so trendy and popular right now I'm like I don't want to be one of the people that's like oh yeah let's do you know. but I did go about Popeyes yesterday and they're they were like, uh, <laughs> no. I went by yesterday and um, and I get in the line. And I'm like, people are saying there's all these lines. There's no line here. There was no line in the drive-through. And I get up, and she's like, okay, just so, just wanted to let you know, we're out of chicken sandwiches, chicken nuggets, and boneless wings. <laughs> I was like, and right, so what are you saying? Are you selling biscuits and fries? Like, what do you have? And so I didn't get to try. It. And ironically, decided to go to Chick Fil A on the way back because at that point, I wanted a chicken sandwich.
1: There is a, I saw maybe the funniest meme today where they had, I'm trying to pull it up now to link to it, but they had the, um, it was, uh, the, basically the battle between, in and, and the Black Panther movie where the, I can't remember the bad guy, but they've got the yeah, pop Killmonger. Yeah, they've got his, um. Gosh, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to find it right now. Is it, is it that this is your king? Yes, yes, that was probably the best one. And it so <laughs> it, had, it had the Papa's logo over Killmonger's head, it had Chick fil A's logo over T'Challa's head, and then Wendy's and McDonald's and uh whoever else, those there was, those was like those logos were over the the women's heads that were uh-huh. watching the fight, and it was great. And you know, the, the whole line is this your king, and Chick fil A's on the you know, getting beat up and then tossing the board. I was like, "Hey, Popeyes is coming with heat." You know heat. what? You know what though? And it's like
0: the I think it's a little too much because people are really going going in on Chick Fil A and, and getting their swipes in. But I think at the end of the day, it's gonna Chick Fil A is just gonna be. I mean, nobody's knocking Chick Fil A off. They're still. really. Yeah, the they might man. have a better sandwich. That's great, but. I mean, come on, this is your moment, Popeyes, and this is what happens in this day and age. People jump on a trend, and they're like, This is the best thing ever. This, you know, this Chick-fil-A sucks. And a lot of people want Chick-fil-A to suck because they don't like what Chick-fil-A's about. And so, you know, I'd I'd slow down with Popeyes is better But I haven't had a sandwich, so I don't know. And then once I get it, I have to get two of them because I have to get the spicy one. And then I have to get the original. Why do you have to get two? Because I have to try both. I might not get to it at the same time. I might come back, but at this point, I don't know when. Uh, Will they? I don't know when you? they'll have it.
1: I mean, I'm it, not going to drive over there again. Just can, to be, can, can we pre-order it? <laughs> Do we have to put it on layaway? Stupid
0: ha- thing about Twitter and, and things getting hyped so much. As you get to the okay, I went there at twelve fifteen. How are you running out of all of your chicken by twelve fifteen? Have you not planned ahead to think? This is how many nuggets we'll need. This is how many boneless wings we'll need.
1: This is how many chicken sandwiches we'll need. Was this? Was this? Was that your face? The crying meme face? No, where? I
0: wasn't even sad. I, I called Megan and said, "Hey, they're out. Pick up some Chick Fil A
1: for us." And we ate, and it was delicious. I mean, I I, I would agree with you. They're just not you, acceptable. You can't come with that heat at
0: Chick Fil A, and then you don't have. A you're sandwich. Turning people away. All right. Yeah. If you're gonna sit there and and and. Beat your chest and everything. And that's the thing about Popeye's is their customer service has always been subpar to me. And there's... Some, it's just things always seem to go wrong. Like They put the wrong thing in the bag. But Man, their chicken's so good.
1: Man. Yeah.
0: Their biscuits. Like, we've had this discussion before. We've talked about their yes, biscuits. Yes, we
1: have. Before yes, we they have. were popular. Uh, if you want great service at Popeye's, you got to go to the airport. Okay. So that because, was good? Because those ladies... What'd you have, baby? Boom. I mean, they don't play at the they airport. I don't go to the airport. Well, you should probably start going to the airport. I'm driving to the airport for a chicken sandwich. Uh, I wouldn't do that. No. I almost I drove there for that. Cinnabon back before Cinnabon oh my were everywhere. Gosh, that is just outrageous. So that's that's our I would love to hear what 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 our listen what our seven listeners think. Uh, yeah,
0: if any of them have had it, if any of them have lucky enough to Camp out and get a sandwich. At really? that point, you're you're building it up so much too. Your expectations. It's like, man, this has really got to come through. If I'm waiting in line and it's, it's got to be clutch. Mm. I mean, I, I'm. We'll give it a shot. Maybe next week we can eat one live. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> I'll pick them up. Well, we be can cool have a taste then. test. Yeah. Who's well, you don't like Chick Fil A. I'll eat it anyway. But to but test if, it that's out. what I'm saying is i have a bias, so what? I know, but don't if, we if you're going to compare which tastes better, we already know the Popeye's is going to taste better because you don't like one of them. Like, I wouldn't do a taste Ooh. test of something I like compared to something I don't like. I already know that the thing I, that I don't like isn't going to win.
1: But you just said you love Popeye's chicken, so wouldn't you be in that same mood? Yeah, I would be neutral. I'm going in with an open heart, open mind. I mean, clear eyes, clear heart. I'm Can't not biased. Lives, huh?
0: I have no ties to Chick-fil-A, you know, my... My dad isn't Kathy Truitt or True, True Kathy Cathy or whatever his yeah. name. Uh, so, I mean, I can I can objectively say, yeah, I like this better. I mm. don't think you can, but I can't. Yes, I cannot. It doesn't say matter. That. It doesn't matter. You might taste it and say this isn't up to par with the rest of my Popeyes that I've had.
1: That's that's my comparison, right? Okay. I, because Popeyes is known for their fried chicken, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna say. If I'm going to Popeye's, right? I'm not going to Chick-fil-A unless, you know, it's in a... It's not fried chicken Chick-fil-A. No, it's not. It's not not like your typical fried chicken, right? So if I'm going to Chick-fil-A, it's because we've got a basketball game at Sequoia, and it's right there, and I need something quick to eat, and I don't want to go to Zaxby, because Zaxby's, who I love, their quality is just going down the toilet.
0: Dude, I had the same discussion with somebody who was saying, somebody wrote... Well Zaxby's is is better than both of them. I'm like, dude, Zaxby's fifteen Stop. years ago when they were making everything fresh. Yes, when it took forever
1: you, in the drive-thru. Yes. Yes.
0: You had to you had to hope and pray that you had twenty minutes to, to you know? <laughs> I remember I'd always get it before Monday night football and I'd be like, Alright, I've gotta get there at least like 7.15 because there's a good chance I'm gonna be in this line for twenty five minutes <laughs> waiting on my chicken. And it was heavenly. And now it's it's the it's always greasy. The chicken tastes like it's been frozen for five years, and it's just been brought, you know, and the the batter's always falling off. It's just not what it was. Right. It's just, it's so sad because I love Zaxby's. Oh,
1: rest in peace, But uh, you're right. If you want fried chicken, to me, it's Publix or Popeye's. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. And and I would almost say Publix because it's cheaper, which is hard to say about Publix. Yeah.
0: Publix is... Fried chicken is my go-to. But in the fast food market... Uh, KFC doesn't count. No. Zaxby's has fallen off. Chick-fil-A to me, it's it's fried chicken, but it's not fried chicken, if right. that makes sense. Right. They make chicken products that are fried, but it's not crispy, you know, right. batter and all that stuff. It's not
1: what I traditionally think of as fried chicken. So, uh, we, let's hear what you think. Next week, we'll talk about, you know, Long John Silver's versus Captain <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, would you believe it if I told you never in my life have I had fast food seafood?
1: I've never eaten a Captain D's or Long John Silver's. Okay, don't eat a Captain D's. Yeah? Go Wasn't eat a, Go eat a Long John Silver's. Do they sell chicken? They do. Because yeah. I don't eat, you don't I don't eat, eat seafood, period. But yeah. I eat some I eat
0: some. Do you fish. have a shellfish? I mahi-mahi. Mahi. No, I'm just... Maybe it's because I'm allergic to food poisoning and shellfish causes a lot of that. I just don't like the taste of it, man. I just don't like... If it tastes fishy or shrimpy
1: or fish sticky. Uh, uh, can I make a statement? We've been mm-hmm. on the air for an hour and eighteen minutes and Rome has finally scored his second touchdown. Hey, coming back?
0: No. Well I mean Marietta's still at twenty-seven. Or twenty-eight or
1: twenty-something. I mean this game will never end. Yeah. That's all we got guys. I uh, thank you so much for suffering through an hour twenty minutes. We hope you provided provided you with some nuggets uh, for the preseason, and we apologize for not touching on the Pac-10 or Ohio State. Is Justin Fields going to start at Ohio State? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Yeah, now I'll have some comments on Ohio State and Justin Fields next week. Okay. And there will be no salt in them either.
1: All right. Well, until then, folks, uh, enjoy week zero of college football. Uh, we, we hope you get out on Friday night to support uh, the young men uh, here locally in Georgia that play high school football uh, see them see them when they're young before they get off to division one football a lot of talent in this state uh, a lot of guys going to play college football at the uh, high uh, the power five conference and also at, at in the mid majors and uh, lower levels a lot of football being played in high school uh, high school football being played in the state of Georgia Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. We are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. Signing off, I am Art Mosley, and he is Daniel Allen. Have a great week, everybody.